0: What's up, Geeks? And welcome to another episode of Geekcentric's Ongoing Watch Club for the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. This week, we take a look at Season 2, Episode 6, The Tragedy. And boy, was it a tragedy. But before we get into all of the action and excitement, joining me on the show, we have none other than J-Law the Hutt. We have Mr. Duel of the Nates. Oh, nice. (laughs) My favorite song. And joining us for the first time, he's a master of all things comic books and Star Wars, the double-bladed Darth of Dagobah, my bro, Darcy. You. Welcome to the show, Darce. Nice, that was a good welcome, intro, welcome. I like that. Oh, that, that was a big great. intro. Well, and hey, we haven't, we haven't had a, a D name yet, so we had lots of words to use. It was nice <laughs> to have a new name to play with. Mm. <laughs> um, awesome. So yes, welcome aboard, Dars. We're very excited to get your uh, insights on the episode, especially because you will have the the side of the comic books that I don't think uh, the rest of us geeks are really familiar with. So, yeah, a, cou- uh,
1: a couple of re- uh, references this episode too, so big episode perfect. to Perfect.
0: Well, then I'm glad we had you on for this one. All right, gentlemen, I think it's safe to say we had what was, if not simply the best episode of the series so far, certainly the most eventful in terms of action, events, and consequences for the show moving forward. But before we get a bit more specific about the details of the episode, I'm just going to give a brief synopsis of what happened. The episode begins with Din Djarin and Grogu arriving on Tython, the planet Ahsoka Tano set them to at the end of last episode. Uh, Din takes Grogu to the planet's mysterious seeing stone and places him on top, where Grogu enters some sort of force trance and becomes surrounded by an impenetrable barricade of energy. Uh, Then from the sky, a familiar ship descends, the feared vessel of Boba Fett, Slave One. Uh, Fett confronts Mando accompanied by a surprisingly alive Fennec Shand. Fett demands the return of his armor, but before the three can negotiate, a force of stormtroopers land. United, the bounty hunters fight off a full platoon before the Razor Crest is blown to smithereens Whoa. and a squad of dark troopers fall from Moff Gideon's cruiser and take the child away. Fett, now rearmored, pledges that he and Fennec will help bring the child back safely. Alrighty, it was quite the episode. So let's just get our sort of general thoughts about everything that happened, and I think we will start with our guest, Darcy.
1: I thought it was an awesome, uh, awesome episode. It's a great way to bring Boba Fett back, and like you said, they actually made him a badass instead of the mm-hmm. one line and then gone character yeah. that he was originally. So, yeah, uh, I think that was just the main takeaway from the episode was he is back in in business basically. So that's pretty cool to see
0: yeah absolutely yeah, i could i couldn't agree more and mm-hmm. we finally got like a cliffhanger we're gonna you know something that happened in this episode is carrying <laughs> on into the next episode and for sure, me that's yeah. a huge deal so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh so sure. uh nate what did we think
2: um i love the the pace that they're 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 pumping into these episodes at least especially with the last one you know we talked about how fast um ahsoka was brought in and The fact that they were like, boom, right to Tython. Um, You know, it's almost as if Jon Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni are like, Oh shoot! We only have two more episodes left. Let's get let's get everything going. Um, but no, you know what? I, I really enjoyed it. I, I actually enjoyed it more the second time I watched it. Um, I think it's actually one of those ones where you might need sort of a because it, it's just so fast paced uh, and it's so quick. I think you kind of to take it all in, you have to watch it again. Um, but no, I, I absolutely, uh, really, really love this episode. And again, to Darcy's point, I think this is going to be something we're going to really hammer in throughout the entirety of this podcast. Uh, is yeah. Boba Fat or Boba Fett uh, he, I mean he's looking a little chunky right with he that armor He's a bit
0: thick. he's yes. got the dad bod man he's sporting the dad bod he's got the dad, the dad bod, bod. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, uh, but no you know what it legitimized his character and actually believe it or not I actually really liked Fennec Shan in this episode and we might get more into that uh, you know as we kind of talk about this
0: yeah really quickly like I, she didn't do much for me in that first episode and there was such a big deal about the actress that plays her I can't think of yeah. the name right now Ming,
2: um, Ming-Na Wen but
0: coming in and, and the character was just kind of there and didn't do much. In this episode, she was very likable, I thought, and obviously, you know, a a beast with her sniper, so that was great. So cool. Um, And so, yeah, Just, anything to add on that?
3: Yeah, no, I think the episode was, it it did justice to a character who only really has been a badass in Legends, and we've never seen it. And within probably five minutes of seeing him on screen he was defined all of this this episode just filled that out right like it just mm-hmm. it defined his character so I, I think it was a great way I love that Robert Rodriguez directed this episode right well last week we were we were saying that it was going to be Favreau but uh I guess IMDB failed failed us hard so it was actually Robert Rodriguez that directed this episode and you know it's very fitting uh to to see him be the one that that kind of brought that character to life in this episode, at least, or reintroduced this character uh, in a really, really cool way. So it was well done. Very well done.
0: Uh, Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So why don't we uh, jump right in, get a bit more specific about uh, what happened in the episode and what we think uh, it either means or it will mean going forward. Uh, Well, first, we were in the Razor Crest, and I'm glad we got uh, one more uh, little uh, bit of interaction between uh, Din and Grogu. Uh, I thought it was really you know cute how he was having fun saying his name and grogu responding and you could really see that you know he, he he was both happy that he was it was it was seemingly coming close to him accomplishing his mission but you could also see it's going to be really hard for him if he has to give this this kid up you know he he's really formed a bond with him and so i thought that was uh, a really nice moment they get to tython and do a quick little jetpack flight which was a lot of fun And then we get to the Jedi shrine called the seeing stone that we'd heard about from Ahsoka. Um, And now I'm far more steeped in like original trilogy stuff. So when we start branching off into anything that has to do with basically anything outside of the Skywalker, uh, you know, saga, I'm kind of lost. So I want to turn to you guys who know a bit more about the wider canon. Have we ever heard of or seen Tython before? Or have we have, and have we ever seen anything like the Seeing Stone, Dars? You're you're kind of our resident.
1: Yes, uh, actually, earlier today I was going through my Star Wars comics as I was sorting them out, and uh, I remembered that Doctor Afra, recently introduced in the Darth Vader series, uh, visited Tython on her own. She's kind of a Jedi archaeologist, or just archaeologist of space artifacts, and always seems to be getting caught up with you know Darth Vader and the Jedi. So she went to Tython at some point, looking into these temples, trying to find something. I can't quite remember what, but we have seen it before, and it was. Uh, a shrine, yeah.
2: And Dar- Dar- Darcy, was it portrayed the same way in the comic books as it was here? Because I thought, I thought that I'd read somewhere that it was like a snow planet, and now we're Originally, seeing more of like a desert.
1: Apparently, in the extended universe, what I from my read is that it was a snow planet. They've established mm-hmm. it as being a Jedi homeworld of some sorts, and it was snow or ice ca- uh, capped. But they also said that it was specifically the meridional meridional zone. So, it kind of sounds like an ice cap like we have on Earth here. So, maybe it was a different area of the planet that we saw. Oh,
2: wow. Okay, cool. So,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. I mean, it is space. Anything can happen on those planets.
2: (laughs) That's true.
0: Uh, But so then you know, it doesn't take Grogu very long to uh, get that stone activated, eh? He gets it going pretty quickly.
1: Something I noticed in that, uh, going back to comics, is the butterflies flying around before he activates. Uh, They remind me of a scene where Darth Vader is meditating, and we basically get to see what he sees himself in his mind's eye. And as he's sitting there meditating in all his rage and anger, there's these blue butterflies kind of flitting around. Oh, wow. It's almost like they're the representation of the good side left in him, like Anakin Skywalker's presence left. He then goes on to kill all of them, of course, you know, but <laughs> Anakin still comes back. But it's kind of cool to see that those butterflies were there. And then once he activates the stone, they're gone entirely. You don't see him anymore. I've been referencing yeah.
3: another in a in a in actually like a really sort of uh, very childish animated sort of story about yes, Ben Solo. Han Solo.
1: Han, uh, yeah, Ben was counting with Chewbacca in the like yeah, yeah. kids, kids' book. Yeah.
3: And yeah, and he lists and then and like the, like they the, the butterflies pick him up and they they fly him away and and, and it, it's to symbolize like almost like force sensitive creatures, right? Like creatures that are are connected with the force in in a way. Yeah. So
2: it's interesting that you mention Darth Vader. Uh, and you know, you said he kind of kills all those butterflies, and that they really did represent kind of the light side of the force uh, around him. Um, I mean, there's just so many moments with Grogu where I'm like, is this is he a dark side user? We'll, we'll, you we'll know? Like, explore we'll that. Get we'll, get definitely. There, yeah. we'll definitely. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. we get to <laughs> that part <laughs> too.
1: Just when they're riding in and they're having that little play, like the force catch scene at the beginning. There, when he's talking about the Jedi, you, you obey, uh, Grogu kind of like grunts almost, or like kind of just huffs. He's like. I don't really care about the Jedi anymore. I don't like. They didn't do anything for me back then. They can't do anything for me now. Hmm. So I, I, he seems more attached to, Our, to Din than anything else.
0: Oh boy! Oh boy! What does that mean going forward? Um, but so that sort of brings us to. Uh, we actually got uh, some fan mail this week, um, and it's from uh, Luke Trottier from PEI, and he and he actually asked. Two questions, and so I'll ask them at different parts of the episode here where uh, they apply. So, his uh, question was: What Jedi do we think Grogu reached out to on the mountain? What did the Foreseeing Stone do? Did he see something? Did somebody see him? Guys, what do we think about that?
1: I think he clearly had a conversation with something. Like, the first one to last that long. He, he was engaged for pulse. like
0: half of that episode. Yeah, exactly. And, it, uh,
1: some point i mean i was watching a bit of some breakdowns and reviews of that the episode and some eagle-eyed fans of course pointed out when din is first coming down and he after grogu has initiated the the field you can see a shadowy figure just off to the side of where grogu's sitting so it's like clear like that might be either a force projection of a jedi most likely that's what it is but like Someone was there that Grogu was talking to. In oh, some really? Format. Geez, I
0: watched. Yeah. I, I watched the episode twice and didn't catch that. I, I, I guess I there's a the third second viewing. After seeing a,
1: like a clip, someone's like, "Oh, that that's Luke right there, basically, because that's obviously people's yeah. biggest fan. Yeah, yeah, Luke going around. That's so, the
3: one that's going around. And I'm really surprised that this people time are referencing. In the comics that they've yeah. explored.
1: He is exploring the history of the Jedi. Like he's right. looking for Akto and all those other, yeah. you know, ancient novels or texts. So it makes sense, basically. So he probably would have already visited a tython or has at least heard of it by
0: this point. Does this mean we're gonna s- we would see Luke if it's him? Well, at that some would point? be
1: huge if I, I, we did. <laughs> uh, it would be ridiculous. They'd be uh, spending a, a, all their budget on CGI, deaging yeah. him because yes. they won't do anything else.
0: <laughs> so if we
1: do see him, I, I think it would be more uh, through like a force projection, not as refined as we saw him, of course, in the Last Jedi, where he's basically physically there. We we'll more, more the blue the ghosty. Lines- the ghosty and kind of like well the way that Din when he's yelling in at Grogu just like trying to get him out of that it's kind of like he's talking through a filter of some sort it's not just his helmet Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like something like that where it's like a very choppy distorted like shadowy form of Luke where you can tell it's his voice but not necessarily see it. Well, like I feel like that'd be the extent that we get him in the, this series.
3: There's been a ton of rumors that Sebastian Stan has been has been approached by Luke. I feel film like I, I mean, he's kind of tied down
1: with Winter Soldier. So sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I totally I totally agree. And and it also depends on, you know, when and where and, and all of this. But I don't know. I think Luke was probably the the very obvious choice. I would love it if it was not Luke and someone else like a Mace Windu or an Ezra Bridger. Um, those are the other two was, options I'm thinking. Yeah, too. I I think that those those two are are. But who's who's also to say that it it might not even
2: could could it be someone on the dark side too? Right? I don't know. Well, so, I think oh. this is the, yeah. This is a, kind of the conversation that's going around is that you know this is he it, this wasn't just a a forced conversation necessarily. Maybe he was having conversation, but this was a beacon, right? This is something that's being sent out, and that you know it's not just one jedi or maybe one sith that are seeing this it's everyone who has a connection to the force you know i'm sure i'm sure there's a little you know younger maz kanata out there like you know hearing it or or thinking about it but i you know what i think honestly if we do see a jedi this season or the next season it's going to be somebody that's immediately recognizable for fans of at least this canon or rebels, you know. So, so again, sticking with Luke, uh, sticking with Mace, and sticking with Ezra. Um, I don't think we would go out of that. I know last week I kind of speculated that maybe we would get, um, you know, uh, Cal Kestis, uh or even a Jason Sendula, um, but I feel like Jason. I feel like. Inv- yeah, at
1: this point, Jason Sindelar is like five or six years old. He's not a Jedi <laughs> by any means. He's still right, but quite I mean, how,
2: how great would it be if a kid reached out to another kid? Right? I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Broom Boy somehow oh, through t- t- no. I'm just I'm kidding, no, no, kidding, Broom Boy's Broom Boy. definitely
0: not even born yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
2: um, but no, like, like Boy <laughs> I'm with Justin. I hope it's Mace. I want it to be Mace. Please let it be Mace. I want a Boba Fett and Mace uh, battle. Thank you. Oh, I think okay. it'd be
1: cool. The whole Mace thing would be the cool full circle, like you said with Boba. I mean, Mace killed his dad, Django. That's yeah. So he's probably got a grudge against him. But the last time we saw Mace, he was not in the best of terms. I mean, he just got betrayed by his like one of his closest allies and thrown hurling from the skyscraper on Coruscant. So if he survived, I have
2: like this inkling that is probably he survived because of his hatred. Darcy, did he survive because there was this little green child that could heal people and maybe discovered him? during the attack on on the temple on course i don't know he got hooked away from the temple because we got to think like the 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 um senate
1: building was very close to the temple because they were being used as an army so it was a very short walk between the two and Mace Windu got hooked like halfway across he he was he was thrown but i mean if grogu found him that'd be interesting i wouldn't be surprised if anakin was the one who saved grogu some way, just being like, I, "This one is like too innocent, or something like that," and is literally just kind of hucked him away. He's too young to know what's going on.
0: Like, interesting. Is... interesting. I think, but I like the whole Mace Window idea, and that you know, if he has, you know, with the purple lightsaber, suggesting he wasn't entirely good, anyways, or or that there there was an inclination that he could have some sort of darkness in him. Yes, yeah,
1: again, like and he, the... him,
0: and Grogu would probably have interacted at some point. At the, the Jedi Academy before yeah, everything he, went down, he was
3: he was like second in command after Yoda, right? So it's like
2: he knows he would if anyone would know he would know, right? So um, and what but, a perfect fit with with Ahsoka having this sort of you know gray Jedi persona, Grogu we're talking about potentially having dark force powers, like I think that would be the perfect fit where Luke I feel would be so much more resistant to to teaching Grogu you know he's not even thinking
1: about a school right now like it's because again ben is super young he's what four or five at this point in in the timeline is he even that is he is he even that because apparently i think like he so the year after um uh episode six like during that year the four or five aby whatever it is in their timeline he spends that year training uh, leia and then like basically right after he's done training her she gives birth to ben and then she's like i'm gonna step back from this whole jedi business and raise my son Maybe he could right. be the next generation going forward. Uh, so fast forward next four or five years, Duke just spends on a journey trying to find out where the Jedi started and originated from because he wants to be able to teach that stuff, but he doesn't know anything about it. So I like mm. he is still mm. at that point where he's like, "What do I do going forward? How do I go about trying to do this?" So I, I think if he does get in co- contacted, he won't know what to do about it. He might be like, "Hold tight, maybe I can. I'll get back to you." I don't know, like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's confident enough to do it. Like, take on a pupil at this point. He's that's nowhere near this timeline right now, at least.
0: Yeah, and I just think I just think with Luke, it's it would be too hard to make him appear on the show, and so go a different way. I think just yeah. have a character you can actually show if you're gonna really hammer like, this in. I want it to pay off, and that's and why see I feel like character. Ezra is a
1: strong another strong contender because with a Thrawn name drop at the end of the last episode, we last time we saw Thrawn, he was with Ezra. So like with those that connection already pre existing. But it's interesting because I, I mean, didn't get talked about last episode with you guys, but when I heard Thrawn, I, I immediately wondered, is he connected to Gideon? Because with my experiences of Thrawn, he, no, with, uh, Thrawn is very private and on his own. So Gideon kind of seems like he's being controlled by those, like the sentinel droids, like the red guys, the emperor's face from that Battlefront game. This seems mm. more like that shtick for him. Whereas uh, the like, Thrawn was his own thing trying to get the Chiss ascendancy like get back at them or do something with that. Like deep space is where Thrawn is coming from, so I'm curious to see if that's going to be connected at all to Gideon going forward.
3: Oh, so you mean, you think you think Thrawn could be like almost like a challenger to Moff Gideon in this yes. sense?
1: Yes, I I definitely see him trying to take fill the cool. void that the Empire has has left, and that can be the the conflict going forward, at least in the the thirty years or whatever or so whatever it is to to the uh, beginning of uh, the sequel trilogy.
0: Nice. Uh, well, well, we had just name-dropped some names from the past, and speaking of that, just as Grogu is getting his Jedi on, uh, we hear the roar of an incoming ship, and wouldn't you know it, it is Slave 1. Uh, guys, how awesome was it to see this ship flying again after 18 years.
3: So casual. It was so casual too. Like you just look at the sky and it's just there and you're like, oh, it's the Slave one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're you like, know? oh my God, Boba's here.
2: <laughs> but I love I loved seeing the like, speaking of the casualness, like the, the, the way that it sort of flipped around to do its landing. Like I know that's how it lands, but like we've never seen this ship so nimble in live action before, in my opinion.
0: But then uh, very quickly after that, we are reintroduced to the very much not dead Boba Fett, who exp- he explains he's here for his armor. Uh, and I love the line that he's just a simple man making his way through the galaxy, just like my father before me. Oh, so good. Uh, what yeah. a great nod to Luke's line from Jedi. And also Uh, uh,
1: Django's line from his first appearance, basically. When Obi-Wan asks who he is, he says, I'm just a simple man trying to find my way in the universe. Beautiful. So
0: it's kind of a a combination of those two classic. Well, one's a classic. One has been said before. (laughs) (laughs) By him. By the same actor. Yes, yes, exactly. That is awesome. So what did we think of uh, this reintroduction? Uh, And by that, I meant, did we maybe expect more of an explanation of where Boba's been? Since his run a, run in with the Sarlacc pit, or how he escaped, or do we maybe think that in the future we will get that explanation? Just
3: yeah, I, I think to your point, yes, we will we will see it in the future. I don't think it's important right now, but based on what we saw with uh, Fennec, when she opens up her midriff and shows that she is you know a part robot, like Boba saved her, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, but it makes you wonder: How did he learn to do that? And is did he do that to himself? Um, so you know, yeah, because
0: he was uh, wearing—you never really saw anything but hands sure. and face yep. the whole time. Yeah,
3: yep. And he was completely—he was completely in in black garment, right? Yeah, like there was—he oh, yeah, was covered was in that
0: cloak. cloak so yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. So I—I I think, to your point, we'll we'll see that story told, or we'll, we'll hear it. Maybe, maybe we won't see it. Who knows? There could be a cool flashback episode that they could do where they just dedicate like an episode to like how he survived.
2: Well, there's been there's actually been rumblings of a Boba Fett miniseries, uh, and the rumor is that it would actually take place prior to what we're seeing now in The Mandalorian. So you know you could almost see that series showing exactly what we're talking about right Him getting out of the sarlacc pit and and maybe get you know making his way through uh the galaxy like his father before him but um and just but why he didn't go after Cobb Vance because like and why yeah. does he stop
1: on yes. yeah. that armor why yeah. did he wait till someone else picked it up and it was why, more powerful was, was yeah. he maybe
0: just did it maybe just take him that long to track it down and then he was finally there That's to grab it and saw yeah. and saw you know i, mean, Mando I think he has a tracker
1: Exactly. Track the Mando. Yeah. Like, like he didn't why didn't he steal it from on.
3: the Jawas? Right. Like, and yeah. why is he? Why was he on Tatooine for so long? Right. Or, or was, yeah, he just, was he just? Was he? Was he like leaving and coming back? You know, how long was he in the story?
0: Like, there's a lot of questions. We're at what? We're at what? Ten years? Right. Between Jedi and n- nine. nine? Is, yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
2: all this will be answered on FET streaming live on Disney Plus.
0: But uh, before we can get into much of a discussion between the three gunslingers, they are interrupted by Imperial forces. Who land in the vicinity and start to attack? This leads to a series of what I would consider some of the best action sequences we've seen on the show thus far. Yes, uh, I thought it was fun, exciting. Uh, it combined a little bit of Star Wars humor with like the Indiana Jones style boulder coming down. The, oh, yeah. the the commander there tell you know get up there, you idiot, and then he instantly gets wiped out. Like <laughs> and there's like the look at him as he goes down to the ground so quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you get uh, Boba and his uh, gaffin stick. Just beating the crap out of everybody. Uh, and then he's back in his armor. And then there's the great moment of Boba hitting the fleeting ships with his backpack rocket launcher. Didn't say nice shot and Boba quipping. Uh, I was aiming for the other ship. Yeah, See, just <laughs> That's awesome. these were the moments I wanted two episodes ago during that canyon chase. Right, Right. Just little quips while mm-hmm. things are happening that make it a bit fun and you get character yeah. moments within the action. Sure. What actually- did you guys think of everything that was going on there?
2: Well, I thought the, like, again, action, 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 right? Robert Rodriguez is known uh, for that, and, uh, and I, I freaking adored the, the use of the gaffy stick. Um, you know, again, yeah. he, you know a gaffy stick, for those who don't know, is, is technically a Bantha toothbrush. Yeah. Um, so the really? Fact that he was, really? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the fact that he was able to use a toothbrush to beat the living crap out of these guys, um, you know, it reminded me a lot, actually, of the armor. Uh, when she had that really epic moment where she was breaking uh, stormtrooper helmets right off of their own heads, and uh, mm-hmm. right, and it was brutal, and and it was just so, I just loved the, the the way that we got to see him fight both with the Gaffy stick, but also once he gets his armor, like we those saw those knee, knee darts be used. Those knee darts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> those were <laughs> in yeah. the original
1: encyclopedia, and then they said he yeah. had knee darts, and they're like, okay, that's the a throwaway <laughs> comment, and now they are bringing it back forty years yeah. later.
0: Felony. Filoni!
3: I appreciated the, you know, I appreciated the fact that we got to see Boba out of costume be more of a badass than it was when we saw him in the costume. It made it made me appreciate once he finally had the costume on, right? Like when he True. was going around, when he was going around wailing on the everyone with the with that gaffy stick, and I was like, okay, he has to get his, co- he has to get his suit, right? And when he sees the razor crest, and he goes in, and then you know he's co- he's coming in with that shot. Now that he has his suit, he was just able to really go at it, right? And it yeah, was just I like, I feel oh, like it's, he's back. It shows how smart he is that yes. he's able
1: to take got a full troop, a platoon, basically of stormtroopers with nothing but this multi-tool that you got from a bunch of a desert planet. Like it's some random small abstract piece of like equipment that's used for like you said a toothbrush or any other varying numbers of things. It's their multi-tool. It's their Swiss Army knife, and he just goes to town on them. It's just that shows how. Like like his combat genius
0: is, yeah, has been that,
1: bred it, through him clearly. And it like shows he's he's, fighting.
0: he's not just a guy with a really powerful suit or a really sh- suit and no, that protects him. He's a powerful guy and,
1: in a powerful suit.
0: You know, and then when, once he does get in there and he's just sniping him off, like this is not Din Djarin style <laughs> luck getting out of these situations no. that we've seen for two seasons. This is a real you yeah, know, warrior, oh, a real assassin. I just like to even see
1: Din Djarin's fighting style again when he's covering Fennec there. He's just using himself as a wall, just getting hit as he's yeah, taking he just other guys down. This, it's like, yeah. I mean, you've never seen that fighting style in Star Wars because all the armor we see gets blasted apart. Like those stormtroopers, their armor does nothing, it seems. Whereas this Beskar stops lightsabers. So he's just like, I will use it as a wall.
2: I love it. Yeah. Speaking of Fennec Shan, like um, one of the things that I really dug with her uh, was her look. And I don't know. I think we've seen her suit before. But that helmet, um, the whole look of her reminded me a lot of Zam Wessel. Uh, from Attack of the Clones, and I thought that was kind of a neat sort of visual throwback or a visual nod to, like, yeah. Django Fett and Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel, if you don't remember, is the assassin that tried to take out Padme in Attack of the Clones, the changeling. The snake, the snake um, face, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and right, she right. had, like, sort of, like, a cloth covering her face, but, like, the the overall look was just so perfect. It was the same, like, beak thing, almost, with the yeah. face covering. yeah.
0: Yeah. for sure but uh so you know our heroes come out triumphant and just as things are looking up for them a blast from overhead comes down and destroys the razor quest uh, razor crest entirely just blows it to smithereens and now yeah, you just got it fixed <laughs> well i mean it was looking good again it was yeah. looking beautiful and Do that you think he's been, gonna be able to fix it i no. don't <laughs> think so Um uh, yeah. and and i was thinking like we've probably spent as much time if not more in that ship than any other in the live action productions like you know you know, more m- than the Falcon? I think now that we're at you know sixteen episodes, which which is at least eight hours, and half of it's yeah. in that ship. You know, you're at like four or five hours. I think so. I mm. said as much as if if not a bit
2: more than even the
0: Falcon. You know,
2: the moment that happened, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to build my Lego set anymore. That I have. <laughs> I'm just like, it's still in the box. The I'm like, I'm like, maybe if I just like pour it out of the bag, then that'll yeah. be. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome uh but so guys how do, uh how do we feel about that and going forward what do we think din jarund's new ship might be obviously we're gonna be traveling around for a little while in the slave one I would imagine which is yes. gonna be which is gonna be a lot of fun that's gonna be really cool but I don't think Boba's going to let him tag along forever. And so no, for sure, do we maybe see a, uh, a ship from star Wars past make a return? I, we... I would love
3: it. If it's another, if it's another, I would love it. If it was another, uh, uh prequel ship, like something from like, you know, that period of time, like it would be really, I wouldn't great be if...
1: surprised. Like if they're going to try to get uh, Grogu back, they're going to be dealing with like the architect 10 class, uh, like destroyer that they have that Gideon has. So like, clearly there's some of those older ships still in circulation. I wouldn't be surprised if he steals one. Like yeah. that's if, kind of how a lot of these Star Wars guys get away—is stealing ships. So
2: talking about Boba, uh, Boba not giving up the Slave One. I mean, what if Boba Fett? Dies, you guys. Like, what if he's dead and he's like, take my. I really my shit. hope
3: not. I really hope not. Like, I hope they don't just introduce. Like, we were thinking that during we. Yeah. I was watching this episode and I was thinking, oh my god, are they going to kill him? Are they going to reintroduce yeah. him and kill him in the same episode? I was like, no, they won't. Right? I mean, because it
0: could but it could happen by the yeah. end of this season. Like, so, they're up oh. for quite the struggle, especially
2: yeah. if they're planning a prequel series for him to sort of say, like, okay, guys, listen, I know you wanted more Boba Fett and we killed him, but uh, don't worry, here's a prequel series, like a. Any
3: i really hope not i think that you know, at least at least draw out the character a little bit more or i guess if he sacrifices himself and it makes sense like they, they could definitely give a justification as to why he would have to die but i don't know i think people would suddenly just be in an uproar
0: but so in addition to this we then see the famed dark troopers in action uh as they in cr- action though well uh, well yes so, <laughs> so hey i this i've got a question yeah well, I okay. mean, they they have a, a unique way of flying. Um, sure. Yeah, but they're no, like
3: four Iron men They uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of right. Yeah, but Darth they quickly
0: Vader swoop in and they kidnap Grogu just as he's finishing off his Jedi stuff. Uh, Boba quickly takes flight in Slave One, but can't intervene for fear of injuring the child. Uh, then we do get that moment where he you know he says they're back and informs Din that as uh, part of their arrangement, he and Fennec will team up with Armando until the child is safely returned. But Nate, you alluded to it. We didn't. I think. I mean, I'm fine with it. They're saving, they're they're saving the good yes, stuff for a future episode. For the other two episodes, what do we think the Dark Troopers are actually capable of?
2: I mean, again, if it's based on the the video games uh obviously there there's going to be some sort of hopefully we'll get to see them use some sort of force powers i think that would be really cool yeah and their Um, armor is
1: like like somewhat
2: resistant to lightsabers too so like they are well are they are
0: they in um what you might call it mandalorian uh the uh, beskar
1: Beskar, that might be what they was used for because again we don't know what they were using the beskar for when they were harvesting it or collecting it all
0: right 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 yeah
1: Yeah, i wouldn't be surprised if you go if we go back to that game that nate was mentioning uh, there's the three levels of dark trooper and that one like the one we see in the episode kind of looks like the second level one where they mm. actually introduce the armor to cover up these exposed wires that were present on the first edition and what's neat is that the third edition is an exosuit so i wouldn't be i'd be cool to see if when like we build up the big final battle if gideon is in this Exo suit of, oh, of Beskar be armor. And he looks like a dark trooper, but he's wielding the dark saber and fighting against, you know, Mando that and Boba be awesome. or something. That'd, be, that'd be awesome.
0: That would be very, very cool. So like that,
1: just with the fact that it looks like, again, they're they're the second level. And if they're going back to that game or bringing that game kind of into the, the current lore, then the, the three levels of things is is like clearly what they're going for. Yeah, I hope that's they're cool. going
0: for Uh It looks like we'll be getting the return of the space Bostonian <laughs> bill burr uh the mayfield character it. from season one yeah. okay so i was uh, i is, is anybody else maybe uh, not excited as like me or is some are you guys excited to I'm see looking him forward back to it I, I I, I really he, he seemed very 50 50 yeah i just yeah it was something about that boston yeah. accent in star it brought, wars it brought uh, a
1: certain levity to the, the game the star <laughs> wars is supposed to be that campy kind of funny almost humor to it nick like, his character really drove that home and it felt like the heist or the heist episode that it was so I'm looking forward to that you know g- coming again and seeing that. I
3: I just hope they go to his planet so we can meet the other Bostonians. <laughs> yeah it's just
0: they're all just sitting in a pub talking sports yeah, and the place is called Bostonia yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I do really like Bill Burr
2: so. I liked him I didn't think I, I would be I, excited I... to see Bill Burr in Star Wars not <laughs> <laughs> once but twice. <laughs> maybe, yeah. thrice. Maybe, maybe thrice maybe thrice. Maybe for the rest maybe he maybe Din Djarin dies and he takes the child and he's the new Mandalorian <laughs> who knows
0: but uh, so obviously our team's expanding by one there um, now do we think Cara Dune will be joining our team as well as they I think go she kind of
3: has to, right? Like, I think that, like... like
0: did they? I, I couldn't... I, I can't remember. Did they allude to it in the episode itself? It was more focused on Bill Burr's character, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's but, more
1: she's like, I can't, with these stripes, I can't really I have to go with the proper channels. Right. right, was, right, right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she turns in that badge and just goes to help anyways.
0: Interesting. That should be uh, very interesting. But uh, one character we will see a lot of going forward is going to be Moff Gideon. So the yes. episode concludes uh, we see Grogu in action as uh I mean he seems pretty re- uh you know energized after his little uh, uh, uh communication there on the seeing stone cuz he is just having a ball toying with those stormtroopers beating them up and but I mean this is where we get into the potential dark side tendencies as he's using fork ch- force chokes and you know Luke
1: did too though I mean Luke used force choke on his Gamorrean guards outside Jabba's palace like, so casually. Yeah. Too. The first time we see him back, it's just like, and you're choked, <laughs> and you're choked. And we're supposed to think he's a Jedi still? Like,
2: right, right. But, but so, I mean, in that same degree, that was Luke saving his his best friend or one of his best friends, right? Grogu's fighting for his life right now, mm-hmm. I
0: think. So that kind of justifies. Yeah, no. yeah, if you
2: justify Luke's,
0: you can justify Grogu's easily. That's... And he's
3: he's demonstrating exactly what Ahsoka was saying. His fear of losing... Dinjarin and that that security that 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 he has with him, he is going to exhibit dark,
2: dark the dark force, right? Like he yeah. will he, be he's one emotional, with that. so he's going to yes. act on his fear. Exactly. That, like all that stuff. But and and the when dark you side. When you see him as angry or afraid, he's usually more powerful. Like, think of all the moments that we've seen him use the force, maybe out, even out, even with the healing of, of grief, Karga. But, I mean, you, I think it harkens back to that first scene that we see him force choke Cara Dune, right? And he sees them, they're, they're doing the, the arm wrestling, and, yep. and he thinks that uh, Din is in trouble, and, and he uses the force choke. So, you know, it, it is really interesting, some of these sort of parallels between him uh, and Anakin, uh, and it just makes me feel I think like it's
3: I think it's the perils dangerous. between between all jedis, though. like yeah, of all the stories that mm. we've seen of Jedis is you how do you stay within the light and not give in to the darkness, right? Because, like especially right.
1: because like the whole thing is like you were saying, like he, he uses it in moments of when he's if he' is afraid he's trying to protect someone' Something, using yeah. the force, and that's what jedis mm. do. are they protectors so it's like how can you protect someone but not go too far? Like, like Justin was saying there, like it's like he's protecting at his heart, but he's using his fear to fuel yeah. that protection. and it's. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to see that.
3: And fear is the is the one emotion that can that is all encompassing, right? Like that's why mm-hmm. fear is so ingrained in in the dark side and it being such a power. As, as soon as you give into fear and let that consume you, you're giving into the dark side, right? And it
0: leads to hate and then hate, hate so and so. so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We know <laughs> we know the lines. Yeah. Um yes. <laughs> but before we can enjoy ourselves too much, Moff jerkins zaps him with the stun gun. Uh well, no, but first he uh he sort of he toys with him a little bit, eh? He, he, um, he he pulls out the the dark saber and you know basically says maybe one day you could use a weapon like this. So, uh, well, I
2: love I love that moment where he's like, "Yeah, you're not ready to play with such things. Uh, you're liable to put an eye out with one of these." And I'm like, "Okay, is that foreshadowing? Is he right? gonna lose? Is Gideon gonna Ooh. lose his eye?" I watched
3: a um, a review, a breakdown where it talked about like that's a potential foreshadow or the fact that you know because we've seen grogu use the force to grab things and you know take things so much we will see something along those lines of him not actually holding it but using the force to wield it um that would that be is cool. something like it's just that floating is, with him yeah well wow. that is something that is in lore if i'm not mistaken and it's been used in, in certain game aspects where it's like you can use the force to to manipulate it and do its thing it was
1: used in last jedi that's how snoke died yeah, right, exactly, there sitting you next go. to his chair. There you go, perfect. It's on a pull to uh, True. bed like. yep, Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, he pulled it towards him. Yeah. So it was,
1: It's it's very present, Nick, th- using a lightsaber not attached to you. It is an extension of the uh, the Jedi's force. So Right,
0: right. After Gideon sort of toys with him a bit and and you know, uh, it's very menacing. So I, I have a question about that, but it's this is sort of part 2 of the questions I want to ask here. Uh, because after they uh, he knocks out Grogu, uh, he, he communicates to someone there that, uh, you know, they got to get the baby, or you know, they got to get Grogu back to the doctor from uh, season one.
1: Pershing, yeah.
0: And so Luke's second question was, what does the Empire want Baby Yoda's blood for?
1: Mm. I, I think it has a lot to do with the, those the strand casts, I think they're being called. Yeah, like those yeah, cones yeah. we saw in that episode that he yeah. was in. They're clearly harvesting the the blood for to try and create more force sensitive users out there that they can. Now Luke
0: wants to know: Does it have anything to do with the eventual revival of Palpatine and Snoke, or is it something else? If
1: that was a Snoke clone, then yeah, probably, totally, for sure. Like if that was a Snoke thing we saw in that one episode, then 100 percent they're trying to create a body or something for Palpatine to come back into.
3: I, I think it's it's safe to say that it it is a, an integral ingredient to what will become Snoke. And and Palpatine will this become the core element of the Mando's story? I don't know. I think these seeds have been planted to kind of hint at yes, the child is very important to a bigger plan down the road. But I think it, there was there was much of a um, purpose in showing us, you know, those those strand casts and and one looking like Snoke and and that layer of music. Like there's so much literal in that scene that hints at the fact that whatever we're looking at is a future Snoke.
2: To your point, Justin. It's not. They're not trying to deke us out. They're very clearly just showing these these little hints. I did think that you know in a previous episode I said that you know maybe they're using uh, the blood for the dark troopers right to give them that force ability. So part of me makes me think like yes, is it Palpatine? Maybe is it for Snoke? Maybe um, is it for the the third evolution of the dark troopers? Or is Gideon trying to? That's you know, where become I'm going. Like sensitive. I
0: think he wants to become force sensitive.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I
0: think and I think everything that he's doing to sort of make that happen is what will eventually be used for Snoke and Palpatine. Even though that's not maybe what we'll see on the show, they've set it up in how it could be possible that's cool. later yeah. on, but I think cuz like is it possible that Moff Gideon wants to train baby Yoda? You know, it's I mean he didn't, I mean, they did allude earlier that he almost didn't care if, maybe, uh, if Grogu died giving up his blood, right? Because they, they, you know, yes. were pushing yeah. those tests so far that, and he was like, whatever it takes for, you know, our cause yeah. here. But yeah. could he possibly maybe, you know, want to do a, a rule of two sort of, you know, take Grogu under his wing and if he's force sensitive himself? I mean, I think there's so many possibilities that uh, yeah, it could be very cool going forward. Yeah, that's very
3: interesting. That's an interesting theory.
0: I mean, and obviously that's if we don't, you know, see him die in the next two episodes. But, right, uh, right, right, right. But yeah, so I guess uh, the episode really does just end on a cliffhanger. And uh, this is the first time that I am like a week away. Like, oh, I can't wait to watch the next episode of Man, nice. Like, they finally got me...
3: You, you said it best, like this episode set the stakes, right? Like, you know, we're picking up the next episode with them being separated from each other and them together is no longer a thing. So it's now how do they get back?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so that is the episode. We essentially got our first cliffhanger. Uh, and I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. We talked about him a bit earlier, but thought Robert Rodriguez, uh, you know, this is the best work he's done outside of maybe sin city like this is the like and, it was... and spy kids one uh, yeah <laughs> uh, actually i thought spy kids two was better than one
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> man i thought you did great with this episode because uh like me and uh, kelly uh the other, our other brother we were watching it and we were kind of concerned going into it being oh this is like the shortest episode of the series so far we were like this is gonna go by so quickly and we sat there for the half hour or however long it was just being like is it over yet? It keeps going. It, more is happening. Just so much happened in it. And the flow was so good that like, we didn't notice it was only half an hour. We were like, that felt so much longer. You told such a story in such a short amount of time.
3: Yeah. There was a good ba- balance of plot and action. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like elements that move the plot forward ver- and, and, and action that, that helped you keep you engaged to really kind of move you quickly. And well, every, things
0: down. every second counted, there was no right. filler in this episode. Yep. Like they wasted no, no time, time, you know? Yep. Yeah uh why don't we move on and get our final analysis for the episodes and we'll give our rankings which again will be out of five gaffy sticks who wants to sort of <laughs> okay we'll start with our guest dars what did we think bud
1: ah uh, well again i i was blown away by the episode it was an incredible way to bring back a character that we didn't really see in action until now and it was again a great way to bring him back fenix was awesome like like they, you guys said earlier, she's much more likable this episode. That we got to see more of her character. She is the like one of the best sharpshooters we've seen, as she can take down so many stormtroopers in such a short amount of time. Like they're shooting and missing everything, and she's able to outrun all of them <laughs> and she's shoot like them down. Like yeah. yeah, she's like the literal exact opposite of a stormtrooper, and it was great <laughs> to see that. Um, yeah, the Gaffy stick, everything in it. Like it was again wall to wall action. Blew me away. The, the cliffhanger like kevin said i want i'm excited to see where they go next there are so many potential options as we talked about all the jedi we could see he could have talked to if he was talking at all like there's so much was opened up by this episode so i gotta give it a five out of five Gaffy sticks for sure nice
0: nice yeah
1: it was incredible
0: all right Just, what'd you think
3: yeah, uh, I'm on the same sentiment as our guest, Darcy. Um, yeah, five out of five gaffy sticks for sure. I, I think this defined a character that uh, really didn't have any definition to him, um, was was built out of legends, was built out of the idea of what Boba Fett is rather than what he actually brought on screen in, in, in his uh, in his time on screen. Um you know everything that the, that this episode did to open up the plot to really move things forward. You know we were getting these little sort of like breadcrumbs in the last two episodes. You know with the little bit of a Snoke sort of hint and the the cloning and and all this, and then you know uh, Ahsoka and 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 the episode to follow, and and now being revealed to Boba, and now the separation between the child and and uh, Mando. It's it's great to see that you know they've they've kind of set up as as we've been saying a cliffhanger so for the next two episodes left there's there's just there's a lot at stake here so uh yeah five out of five gaffy sticks
2: 100 percent
0: awesome nate what do you think
2: i mean yeah i mean you guys already said quite a bit right overall this episode it did what it needed to do right it got in it got out it it fast-tracked grogu's development in the force uh it legitimized the fandom for boba fett and it gave us the catalyst uh, for the final two episodes, which I, I do agree, Kevin, I think is going to kind of be like, this is part one of two of three, right? Um, and uh, and the action was incredibly visceral and brutal uh, and, and really fun to watch. Um, and director, yeah, Robert Rodriguez completely Killed nailed it. it. Um, and, you know, it took me two watches, but I, I do think this episode was incredibly well done after that and uh well you know i'll be a little bit short but um I, I don't think it was as good as chapter 13 the jedi at least for me in my opinion um i just feel like that episode encompassed so much of star wars and really showing like the inspirations of star wars so well on screen um and uh and this episode just did a really good job at giving us cool boba fett um but that being said I would still give it a five out of five <laughs> gaffy sticks. Amazing. Um, yeah, Amazing. Boba Fett was incredible.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, yes, he was. Uh, so uh, this was definitely my favorite episode of the show so far. Wow. Um, I mean, I've always, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not alone, but I've always loved Boba Fett. And so, but, you know, it, it's funny over the years, it's just come out, you know, come to realization that there's no reason to like the guy other than he looked cool. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. finally, after... After yeah. 30 plus years of being a fan of the guy, we finally have like a reason to be like, yeah, it's because he's a badass. Like, you right, know, yeah. um, and just the way it's just some of the action. I mean, a mixing in Star Wars type humor for a second before somebody gets their head blown off is, is just great. And even just, you know, I complained about it two episodes ago where they walked into the room with the guys behind the panel and the guys take like 50 shots at them and miss them. And our guys can't seem to hit the broadside of a barn. They should have been two (laughs) shots. Those guys are dead. Whereas in this episode, we get excellent marksmanship from our heroes. They're hiding behind stuff. They're using battle tactics to take out the enemies instead of just blindly not getting hit and running right at them. Like, I just thought the action, it was logical action that made Mm. for, like, a really cool scene. Um, But, you know, I think you guys, yeah. But I think you guys have really hit on all the other points. Uh, Now, I'm still holding out hope that there is even better to come. And I think, you know, you get your best episodes almost in your penultimate or season finales. And I really think that the elements of, you know, wrapping up a season and setting up a next season can even elevate an episode even further. So I'm not quite ready to give my five out of five, but this gets a solid 4.8 out of five from me. Wow. Definitely. I'm hoping for a five out of five to sort of wrap up the season, but 4.8 for me for this show is pretty damn good if you've heard our previous reviews. Um, but before we leave, it's uh, time for us to, I mean, we've sort of done it throughout the episode, but maybe we'll just do a <laughs> succinct little prediction or where we predict what is the way for the show moving forward as we go into our penultimate and uh, season finale uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll start with Darce again. Any predictions for how this season sort of ends?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, a given that next episode is going to be the jail break, getting Mayfield out of wherever he's being held, which will uh, be interesting to see, a uh, different type of jail that the Republic's running in, in this current state. Um, but going forward from there, I mean, once they we get into that final episode, when they're trying to get back at Gideon, or hoping that's the uh, where we're going. I wouldn't be surprised as as they're fighting their way through, you know, making progress that, you know, Gideon shows up and then in this armor to completely shut them down. And as they're about to be completely overthrown, maybe that Jedi, whoever it is that they reached out to, be it Mace or Ezra, cuts a hole through a door in the side there and just shows up to save the day. And then that's how the season ends with like a Jedi introduced and, you know, Din being like, okay, I found this guy. But then we see him being reluctant to part with the child. And obviously, the child not wanting to go with him, so that's how I kind of see the, the, the series ending. And if it doesn't go that way, introducing the Jedi, I wouldn't be surprised if they introduce Thrawn because again, Thrawn is such a big name in, in all the, the EU, and now that they've brought him back into canon with through Rebels and the, the new trilogy of books. Uh, I think that that would be another great way to end the series if like Gideon calls his master and it turns out it is Thrawn, and that's where they lead into the next series. The next big baddie will be the, the big baddie himself, Thrawn. So those are my two kind of predictions at least.
3: I think by the end of the season we'll we'll know what Jedi it was that he was potentially communicating with I think that's a given I think that there's there was such an importance of of how long he was on this seeing stone uh and who he was communicating um but of course we we, we don't really know I, I hope we get a Thrawn payoff a, at some point uh, it would be nice to just see you know if they've casted that role if they have someone in mind uh, or if they do like a a bit of a Thanos reveal remember Thanos at the end of Avengers mm-hmm. uh, the first Avengers it's kind of like a very shadowy you know sort oh I just of I'm thinking a Thrawn
1: hologram and, if that's anything if, uh, Oh, well, you that would... get the hologram and that'd be it. Yeah,
3: exactly, right? Like, he just shows just up. Just him, yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. It's. I think it's hard to say now. It's It's so, it's fun to, like, this is part of Star Wars, is always thinking about what. what's next in this, in the galaxy far, far away, what they would do. I'm more interested in what they're going to probably do with Boba Fett, though. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they're going to do, if they're going to do a miniseries or if he's going to stick around for this series. I'm not sure, so, but uh, I'm excited with Boba Fett now in the fold.
2: I looked it up, um, Rick Femiua is, and I did confirm it, I double-checked, Rick Femua <laughs> is uh, doing the next episode, which is perfect, because he did the first one with Migs uh, Mayfield, that original uh, prison escape episode. What I want, I want an Avengers Endgame level fight, I want Ahsoka there, I want I want uh, everyone, a Cara Dune, I want, you know, everybody there to, to take out Moff Gideon and his, uh, his dark troopers. Um, I do think we're going to lose some people, I think someone's going to die, maybe Bo-Katan, you know, I think, uh, again, I think Moff Gideon's going to lose an eye, which I think would be really cool to have him with like sweet eye patch or some sort of scarf (laughs) covering his, you know, Um, but, but no, I mean, I'm going to kind of go a, a little bit on a, a darker side here. Um, I think our heroes lose. I mean, again, if, yeah. if if this show does anything, it harkens back to that original trilogy. And this being the second one, um, yeah. I think we're going to see Moff Gideon actually escape with with uh, Grogu, or Thrawn escape with Grogu, or, or, or Gro- they won't be connected together. And one of the things that excites me about, if they do go that route and they don't get Grogu back right away, A, that's a great sort of... Uh, you know big plot point to be like are they gonna get Grogu back or what happened you know what happened to Grogu where did he go Um, but I think it also really opens up the idea to more of a cast um, of characters that can be more of an ensemble cast again we kind of touched upon it where these characters are sort of here and there um and they're they appear for an episode and they're gone for you know yeah, but an that's entire season. that
3: that works for Star Wars because it is a it is a galaxy like I, I think I'm glad that they don't have an ensemble cast like I'm glad Cara Dune and Grief Karga aren't in every episode right like they sure. were in they were a part of his story for for
2: for like that season and he's you know friends with them right and yeah. and that that worked for the first couple of seasons I just don't know how many seasons we can do I, where it's just the two of them. I just feel like Rebels and, and you know, Rebels, if anything, has proved how well that ensemble cast can I think work. that's
1: why this show is, is so important. Is because it's called The Mandalorian. It's not The Mandalorian and
2: Friends. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that would be a great name for the show, though. <laughs> I honestly think we're going to get the end of the episode and we're going to just see... And we're only going to get to see a lightsaber glow of green. And that's going to be the big speculation for everyone where they're like, okay, is it Luke with the green saber? Or is it Ezra with his? Well, green does Ezra saber?
1: have his great saber back? Did he ever meet up with Sabine? That's right? the thing. We don't know where and Sabine what, went. And Sabine
2: yeah. had his saber. So, well, what if it? Did? Well,
0: who knows? I, I just feel well, like again. I feel other like the big Mandalorian thing... going for right. Like sure, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And I,
2: I think this is just such a great. That would be such a great way to sort of leave us all in the in the in the mist of like okay, but which? And we'll have a whole year to speculate <laughs> until twenty twenty one with season deadly. three.
0: Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on uh, that prediction there. I mean, Darcy, I love how you laid out that that how that episode could go, and if they did it, I'd be thrilled. But I'm gonna have to side with Nate and say that our go- our good guys aren't gonna finish the season on top. Yeah. Uh, I kind of allude it to wrestling. Wrestling is at its best when you have a heel or a bad guy is the champion, and you have your good guy baby face challenger constantly trying to get the title from him but running into obstacle after obstacle it's the chase that makes wrestling not the actual victory when the good yeah. guy finally wins and mm. so obviously we want to see them reunited eventually and but i think it's a more compelling show if that obstacle is always in in din's way of getting you know the uh, grogu back Very so true. i think Very true. i agree i think the season is going to end on more of a cliffhangery you know, what's going to happen to Grogu and everything going forward. All righty. Well, that's it, folks. What did you think of this week's eventful episode of The Mandalorian? Do you have answers or theories to any of the questions we explored today? As always, we would love to hear from you. Justin, where can they reach us?
3: They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com.
0: Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, joining me on this awesome episode, Dars. It was an absolute pleasure. You are, yeah, you were, a, were great. Yeah. I want to yeah. have Ooh, you, you back. back. Yeah, we're gonna have you back.
1: I got comics, I got theories. I'm, the, I'm a massive nerd and love basically any <laughs> franchise out there. So,
0: and I think there are franchises out there based on your comic reading and everything that you will have even more insights on. So we will definitely yeah. have to explore those. And if it's not for another episode of The Mandalorian in the future, we will have you back on to uh, get your geekiness uh uh shared with the the rest of the world so uh thank you so much for joining me and until next time as we always say this this is the way. way